Right, welcome to the latest edition of the Progress with Unity podcast. This evening, we've got myself, Barry, Gareth, how you doing? Fine, thank you. Excellent. Dan, are you alright, Dan? I'm alright, yeah. Yeah, good as stuff, usual. as usual. You've always got a chirpy face there, yes. smile here, yeah. And uh, we've got a newcomer tonight, we've got Rob, how you doing? Yeah, very good, thanks. Good. And um, we've got Paul, alright, Paul. Evening, Barry. Good stuff. Right, so a little bit down this week. Well, I felt a little bit down after uh, after the United game. Um, I thought good performance in the first half and fell away in the in the second half. Now, I, I know you were there, Rob. What did you make of the game? Yeah, I think you spot on. I think first half we contained them pretty well. And then second half, you know, we made too many errors. Expect like the first goal. If you look at that. United worked the ball well, got it out wide. There's a decent sort of cross into a dangerous area. Awkward out for Ali Abzi, but I think should have dealt with that a lot better. Probably should have stuck to his gloves, to be honest. Second goal, I think it was Ramis probably had a chance to clear the ball. He never managed to do that. Boyce, I think, was out, getting out late, and then Hernandez stuck it in. And I think, slap, well, just about onside. Then the third goal, I think, is where we fell to pieces. Boyce beaten way too easily. McCarthy looked like he might get to the ball first. Didn't put any sort of challenge in. Um, and then I think it was Ramis who was sort of umming and airing whether to stick the challenge in. But whether he was thinking about the penalty given away early on, he got caught in two minds and then Ali Abzi beat him with a pivot strike at the near post. So you can take your pick from that. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, overall, really disappointing second yeah. half. Oh, we seemed to fall away, didn't we? Did you, did you make it down? Yeah, the, the first half was all right, and if we'd have carried on as we did in the first half through the game, I think we'd have been, well, we might have still lost 1 0, but yeah. I'd like to think that we'd have come out with at least the point. But there have been some suggestions that perhaps we tired a little bit in the second half, not to make excuses. I thought we tired. Yeah, yes. for me it was a typical game following an international break that we seem to. That's right. It happens a lot. Like Bolton last year got hammered at home after the international break. Swansea, I thought we had a, an awful performance. That was after an international break. Now, whether it's due to the size of our squad, I know United made a lot of changes, Gareth, didn't they? You know, they brought players in and. They did very much yeah. so. I think we should, you know, congratulate Ferguson really, especially after last year's performance at the DW. He realised that we overran them in midfield. Yeah. As a result of that, I think he brought in Carrick and Scholes to combat the two McManamans who, at the DW, had run the show. Paul, what did you make of it? Well, I, you know, I, I didn't watch it. I listened to the guys on Wish. Um, it cost me 88 quid last year to go and I filled down room in the afternoon, so I think the best decision of the afternoon was mine not to go because we got <laughs> a family meal for six for the same price. Um, I think Martinez, he, he was playing a little bit of psychology before the game, asking for a strong referee, you know, talking about strong refereeing. And I think... Well, we got one. Well, I think ultimately <laughs> that is, as, as well as being a bit tired, I think, I think the, the mental aspects of that are, are what help you look tired in the second half um, because he's asked for a strong ref the players know off the back of that request that you know we kind of need a strong ref otherwise we're up against it sure enough a couple of minutes in Danny Welbeck goes for a for a bit of sailing and you know mm -hmm. off he goes penalty now that penalty decision against Al Abzu when he's not touched him is going to affect him mentally Ferguson came out at full time and had another go at him saying he was taking forever with his goal kicks. 
And I just wonder whether or not the psychology is what's caused him in the second half. You know, have they had another go at him going down the tunnel? And then in the second half, he's, he's, his head's a bit rattled. Because um, he doesn't make those sorts of mistakes normally. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. Everybody's got a, a bad day at the office, aren't they? I mean, things happen, yeah. But going back to the referee and that, and that I mean, it was a dive of well would we all agree? Oh, shocking. Yeah, I mean, was it uh, Shearer who said on, said on the... Uh, Match of the day that I'll obviously didn't give the referee any choice. Well, yeah, I said he'd give him a decision to make, yes. but that you, you can't say he's given a decision to make when it's. But fair enough, he's gone towards the ball, but I think he's done that because if if Welbeck takes his first touch inside, he's got a better chance. He's got a better angle at goal, isn't it? Yeah. But he's forcing him sort of wider, but then he's pulled out the challenge and he goes down when he's. He's not. To be fair, he's nowhere near him really, is he? Yeah. If, if you watch it close-up replay on that. Personally, I, 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 uh, I hate to say this, but I really like Michael Oliver. I think he's a, an half-decent referee. He's a young ref, and I think he's got a good future. And I was a bit surprised, really, with some of the, the decisions that were being made. I mean, the, the, the lunge of, of Welbeck on De Santo, I think, was a, a straight yes. red. We didn't even get a free kick, did we? And the challenge of uh, schools on, on Maloney on the edge of the box. Yeah. Scholes. Again, we didn't even get a free kick for that one. <laughs> just, uh, Did Scholes yeah. not get away with a few? Well, he always does, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, there were the skirmishes in midfield when, when the, the tackles were flying yeah, left, yeah. right and centre, and MacArthur, I think it was, got booked, when realistically you know, a couple of United players could have also been booked in yeah. the, same, yeah. in the yeah. same situation. And then after the game, Ferguson turned around and said, yeah, they're a, they're a very aggressive side, Wigan. Mm-hmm. Well, that, <laughs> but he did say we was a good team yeah. as well. Well, that, well, that's him deflecting from the referee, isn't yeah. it? He's backed yeah. him up. Well, that's you know, his job, yeah, he did. It's yeah. like, I think, you know, talking about Alabzi taking forever with a goal kick, I, you know, I, I've not watched it, um, not been able to, but I don't think he took long no. with a goal no. kick. No. I've not seen any comment anywhere else, but that no. quite happily deflects away from the decision, oh, you know, your player was diving, so yeah. you know, forget that. You get Paxman on him to concentrate on the pertinent points and not allow him to deflect the interviews. But all Alabsi was doing was slowing the game down to our pace, and, and he's every entitlement to do that. And it's a tactic that United use when they play away at certain games, don't they? Not, where are they tonight? They play in the Champions League this week, don't they? Galatasaray. Galatasaray. I've no doubt they'll be slowing the game down there to some degree as well. If he had done it though, he was only doing it for the first 50 minutes because he's not going to do it when we're 1-0 mm. down, is it? Well, no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't know. So have we got any, any other conclusions to draw to that, out of the United game? Mm, I think substitutions for me. Two lines of thoughts on the substitutions. They were taking players off so they don't pick up injuries. And he's, I think Roberto said something about opening the game up a bit more and trying to have a go at them and opening them up. Now, I think some of that is going to be deflecting away from the players that that lost the game, because um, he's taking the flack, he's taking the blame. But I find it interesting that we, we're protecting players. The two statements don't quite ring true for me, because on one sense, you're protecting players, as in writing off this the game in progress, and on the other hand, you sort of try to get something out of the game in progress. So the, the two don't quite go together, but I think taking subs off and looking after your players, especially after an international win, is good because hopefully they'll be ready for Saturday. <laughs> Paul said earlier about the Wigan psychology, who a record at Old Trafford stands at played eight, lost eight, goals for one, goals against 28. 
I think there's a big psychological problem there. Says everything, really, don't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, we need to break that hood, you know, or whatever yeah. it is. We need to break that. And what it, by whatever means, whether it's us playing a little bit nastily, perhaps. We need to do something to break it. Yeah. Perhaps, uh, a, front, perhaps a front three uh, wasn't the right ploy to use at Old Trafford. Yeah. Maybe we should have gone a little more defensively. Yeah. I thought, again, in the game, it, it, it highlighted, for me, it, it definitely highlighted what I consider to be the mistake of, of allowing Moses to go without bringing a, a like-for-like player in. Yeah. Boyce was was hung out to dry numerous times, and Butner, I mean, he looked like a world beater, and whether he, he is going to be a good player or not, I, you know, but certainly he looked like Messi at times, but there was just so much space in front of him, where... Perhaps if Moses or a Moses type player had been playing out there, it, he would have given him something to think about. It cast my mind back to to the infamous game at White Hart Lane a few years ago when Tottenham did as win nine and Lennon ran riot against Eric Edmund. Yeah. And Eric Edmund again was le- left out to dry, I thought. And that, the tactic in that game, I'd have, if, if I'd have been manager, which I would never have been, I know that, but I'd have considered switching Chelsea and Zogby across to give. Aaron Lennon something else to think about you know other than yeah. just running at Eric Edmund and I think it was something similar with that because Boise for me was poor on Saturday he was poor not just Boise obviously but Boise was poor but I think it was as much to do with the fact that he didn't have any assistance and, he, and, and there was a lot of space in front of him to be exploited sometimes I wish that Callum McManaman was a left sided player because right. we'd have a perfect Substitute to come on there when Bosajul goes off. Yeah. PC forward thinking man, get the crosses and the Mesa runs into the box. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you mentioned McManaman and Dan because uh, I know you went watching the reserves on Monday and it just leads us nicely into that. I'll be finished with the United stuff now, do you think? Yeah. And nobody else wants to say anything, right? So I know you went to watching uh, uh, the reserves on, on or the under 21s and mm-hmm. you, was, you was quite impressed with McManaman in that game, weren't you? Yes, uh, he had. He got two goals on the afternoon. Uh, Baselli got the other one. But the man who stood out for me was definitely McManaman. You could tell him and a player called John Rooney, who just so happens to be Wayne Rooney's brother, playing for Burnsley under twenty ones, uh, were the two standout players for me for Wigan. Alan McManaman. He looks a step above the under twenty ones, and it's tantalising. You'd like to see that sort of play, that sort of player in the Wigan side. You know. Pushing against the defence. So, what, what, what do we think it is then? I mean, I've seen McManaman play for the reserves. I've seen him play a couple of times for the first first team, and it, and he does look. He looks like he has a bit of a spark about him. I mean, obviously Moses has been in the boots and he's had the shirt before last season. He, he wasn't going to come in and replace Moses, but I was a bit surprised not to see him on the bench a couple of times this season. Yes, Martinez sees him every day in training, doesn't he? And, and we don't. Mm, yeah, but this is a puzzle. Yeah, I know that Dan made comments about that. The other Dan. Yeah. Uh, He's desperate I, though. I, Dan. <laughs> desperate Dan. But I'd like to see him given a chance. Mm. You know, sometimes you've got to go with your heart, I mm. think. Give so what, what role did he play then on, on Monday? Well, was he... was, it was mostly the same role he played against Nottingham Forest. Uh-huh. Uh, right-sided sort of wingman. But as the game went on and Wigan put more pressure on Burnsley in the last 10-15 minutes, he played more as a forward man. It was probably a bit less effective. We were trying to get it up to Baselli at that time. He was yeah. getting a bit more service, hence his goal. 
So what, oh, yeah. what's his position then? Is he is he a wide man? Is he is or is he a an outside striker? What is his true position? Do we think? Didn't he play on the left wing for Blackpool when he was on loan? He did for um, England under twenty ones as well. For yes, a few games I've seen him on on the left the midfield. Yeah. yeah, the only time I've I've seen him play was that cup game against Bolton where he was. He was good until he went off injured. He was playing on the left there as well. Yeah, yeah. that was that the Nilla Peace one at, at their place. Um, it was the well, one here. Well, he was the, he was the draw. He ended up um, getting the head injury, didn't he? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He ended up with the head injury. So, have you seen him play, Gareth? I haven't seen him play really. No, um, I have a good friend at work who's a Blackpool fan. And he, he raves about McManaman and yeah. said, you know, he's, he, he was wonderful for them. I think largely playing on the left-hand side, um, but as I say, he raves about him. I've only got his word for that. I haven't seen very much of yeah. him at all. Anybody else stand out? Who was in goals? Was it her? Yes. Yeah, no, um, he's the only a kid though, isn't he? Yeah, well, I won't say he struggled a little bit, but I think all the Wigan defence struggled a little bit in the first half. Because we considered the three goals in the 40 <laughs> odd minutes. Yeah. Um, it was sent the wrong way for a penalty. But I don't think we should read too much into that. Yeah. I mean, he hardly had to do anything in the second half. Maybe had to make one save because Barnsley just died out. Yeah. So, uh, anybody else stand up? Did uh, Redmond play? Was Redmond playing? I don't believe he did. Hold on. I have the team sheet here. Oh. Oh, yes, he did. So he didn't stand didn't out then. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Daniel Redmond didn't stand out. Well, there you go. He's only small, isn't he? Maybe you missed him. Yeah. Is he grass long? <laughs> no. Uh, uh, well, who knows? Yeah. Uh, international breaks. Gosh, it's the bane of our life, aren't they? Mm. We need to. It needs sorting. It definitely needs sorting. Club of our size, they're always going to struggle, I think. Especially when you've got a big game against a big club coming up. I mean, like, like Gareth says, I mean, they're bringing in top class internationals, aren't they? Stepping in. You know, schools, experience. Really well, I, think, I think the other thing is the the players from the other clubs that do travel. I mean, aside from our lads that go up to Scotland, they they're going. You know, they're not doing like circumnavigating the globe for a game of football like no. our lads are, which no. means they're going to be more tired than somebody that's just had a quick nip to France or something like that. But it left Figgy on and took Maloney off. Maloney don't be up the M6, aren't they? <laughs> so anyway, right Saturday, phones in town. Is it a must win? Or should we not be using them words ever? Never mind at this stage of the season. Not at this stage of the season. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a must win, but it probably goes without saying that three points would be a great boost right now. Well, if we're looking for three points against Fulham, I have some bad news. <laughs> Our record since coming into the Premier League is, isn't as quite as bad as... Uh, have you got the facts and figures there, Gareth? No. But it's not quite as bad as uh, the United one, but it's not so far off. The last time we beat Fulham, believe it or not, was in 2006, October. Have all the games been 1-1 since then? No. no. All the ones at the DW? We've battered them no. and lost 2-0 last season. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, it always seems to be the case that yeah. <laughs> it's 1-1 for some reason. You always go off thinking, ooh, that was a 1-1 one, one, yeah. yeah, but it's, no, it wasn't. It was 2-0 to Fulham. Uh, the first season, uh, I suppose... You know, that, that stands out quite a bit in my mind. Uh, we beat them 1 0, and it was role reversal in a way, because they battered us, and Chimbonda scored oh, a 90 yes. second minute goal. Oh, yes. The gloves, and it was, uh, you know, and, and, and that was brilliant. But ever since then, they've, they've got their own back. And like I say, uh, like Paul's just mentioned last season, it was, it was, uh, 
it was a 2-0 hammering that we give them only they scored the two goals even though we give them the hammering so Fulham we've played 14 games we've won two we've drawn six and we've lost six we've scored eight goals and conceded 15 since we became a Premier League club last year when we played them as was intimidated before we, we played very well and lost 2-0 their two scorers were Dempsey and Dembele, so fortunately we won't have those two to worry about on Saturday as they've both transferred to other clubs. Yeah. But Fulham have been playing very well also this season. Yeah, well they've got I mean they've got I think they've got a good manager. I like Martin Young. I like I, I like anything Dutch. I love the Dutch and I love the football they play. But they've also got uh, Hugo Radiega playing up front, haven't they? Who, who the Fulham fans have seen to take a shot to, even though he's not scored for them. As you said, Fulham have played very well. Um, and played some good football uh, this year. Just a question for you on Saturday, by the way. We consider ourselves to be a passing team. I think that's yeah. the case, don't you? At Manchester, we actually passed the ball 387 times. Uh-huh. And the team that did the most passes in the Premier League last weekend was Fulham. All right, they played against 10 men for quite a long time against West Bromwich Albion, but they managed 638 passes, which is. Barcelona type figures yeah. really I think it's going to be a very intriguing game I think it's going to be a really intriguing game because Yol seems to have got them playing how he wants them to play and obviously he's got uh, Berbatov as well up front for him haven't they mm. he's, he's got a half decent squad yeah though. they've signed Petrovic yeah. as well the Croatian international got him from Hamburg he scored 38 in 98 games so he's normal so they've got quite a few forwards as well yeah, haven't they, they have, yeah, yeah. Mm. well I I mean, I've been looking at the um, at the average goals per game. So we we, we our average is is a two one loss. Um, we we've scored we've we've scored four. We've conceded eight. Fulham games have involved sixteen goals so far. Ten four six against. So you would expect it to be uh, stacked with a nil nil draw, wouldn't you? Yeah. Another way of looking at it as well. They've scored plenty at home but they've conceded a few on the road, like they've conceded six in two games away, mm. three at West Ham and all three at Man United, but I think that's slight cause for concern, I think getting beat 3 nil at West Ham, whether mm. they're going to travel as well as they are going to be at home, I think that's a question we'll want to get answered for it this evening. They're notoriously poor travellers, aren't they, yeah. for them? But the only not when they come to Wigan. No. <laughs> yeah, that was apparently the only game they won last season away, yeah. wasn't it? Which, yeah. you know, like we say, having battered them to death for a 2 0 loss and that yeah. being there. I think they might have won one at Anfield as well towards the back end of last season. Did, but, yeah. wasn't but everybody would beat him. Yeah, yeah they was, yeah. Another stat is that Fulham have had more shots than any other Premier League teams this so far this season, so I think we've got to tighten up our defence oh. shit last week's result out of our system focus yeah. for the 90 minutes yeah we haven't mentioned Berbatov really no uh, no Berbatov you know he's, he's, he's quite a player yeah. he really is quite a player yeah so well uh, he's going to be another person we're going to have to keep a close eye on Saturday yeah. well he's quality and say he's a quality player and Duff I mean I like Damien Duff as yeah. well I've always liked Damien Duff as a player he's, he's trickier Hugo Rodelego no doubt want to do his best as well on his first yeah. return to the DW yeah. in front of Well I was surprised he was been in a starting lineup to be honest considering the competition that he's got there you know um, Ruiz has been out injured I think uh, I think that's a, I don't think Rodelego's going to get a start when they've got fully fit forwards Ruiz Berbatov 
Petric. We know how good Hugo can be on his day. Lacked a bit of consistency last season, one reason or another weren't getting in the team, but yeah. I can't see him getting in front of them three. No, no. Mm. Uh, also, I think there's going to be a good atmosphere on Saturday because uh, apparently ticket sales have been going well. That's right. Very well. I went to the ticket office on Monday after I went to the reserve game and the lady behind the desk said, I'm not allowed to tell you exactly how many we've sold, but it's a lot. <laughs> a lot. Well, I went on checking for a neighbour because they wanted to get some tickets because, as you know, it's, it's buy one, get one free. And I was seeing if there was any seats available near to where I stood. And in my section, there was only 3% of the seats left available. Now, this is, I'm talking two weeks ago here, so, uh, you know, I, I, there's going to be a bumper crowd on, which um, is good. It's good, isn't it? I mean, we get that place rocking and yes. uh, nobody knows what can happen. Lee Probert is the man in the middle this week. Have anybody any thoughts on Lee Probert? He fits in the Michael Oliver category for me. I think he's, I think he's okay, but, yeah. you know, hopefully he won't let us down like... Mike Oliver did. Well, I think that was the first time, I'm not 100% sure, but I think it's the first time we've lost under Oliver. Uh, but Probert, he's like a bit nondescript in a way, isn't he? He's not, he's, he's not one who you, who you think, he's not like a... Oh, what the, what's his name? Holly giving phantom goals, was it Mark Allen? No, no, um, no. That ball fell here on about, not I was thinking about Martin Atkinson there, but, or Kattenberg. Uh, and Dowd. Dowd. They're <laughs> like, they want the limelight, the referees who want the limelight. It was, uh, the phantom goal was that other young referee they demoted him to the, to, to the championship. Stuart Atwell. Ah, Atwell, Stuart that's Atwell. it. Yeah. I, do, I mean, I've got to know the refs who are doing the, uh, doing the meet the ref articles, you know. And to be honest with you, they're all crap. <laughs> well, if I'm being honest, yeah. A referee, a, a referee only, the only one that stands out for being good is uh, Kalina. All the rest, yeah, well, yeah. the more nondescript they are, the, the, the better they are. Well, well, Edward Webb, I mean, I think Edward Webb's only got his really good re reputation because he looks like Kalina, because he's shaved his head. Mike Dean, I don't, I don't mind Mike Dean because we always come good when he's I mean, He did us against Sheffield United when we needed to win. He was also the referee against West Ham when we were losing 2 0 at half time when we pulled it round. Um, so, yeah, I like Mike Dean for that reason. And he's refereed us at Bolton as well when we won, so, yeah, Dean. I, I like Kevin Friend. Because he's a friend. Yes, just because of his name. He can write headlines. <laughs> I mean, you're no friend of mine, Kevin, and things. And, and he's a postman, did you know that? Huh? No, I didn't know. Yeah, well, he's a postman. How do we see the game going then? Gareth, can we start with you? What do we think? Once again, I've plumped for a winning victory. Yeah. Uh, on the uh, forum, I've gone for a 2-1. I think we'll... 2-1? Uh, yeah, I think we'll win. I really think... Uh, if we play like we did, or play like we have been doing... Uh, the shape we've been playing with the three guys up front, I think we'll get some goals. Mm. At the DW, I think we'll be defensively okay. Maybe Alcaraz will be back. Yeah, well, let's talk about it, isn't it? This week, this is a little whisper that he might be. So, yeah. he's, he himself has come out and said he wants to play. It's up to the doctor, though. We've been beaten at Manchester United. Lots of teams will be beaten at Manchester United. You know, yeah. hopefully we can. Yeah, it's a blip, isn't it? I mean, we're not getting carried away. So two one. With uh, any prediction on goal scorers. I'd like Colt to get a goal. Uh, I would, yeah. yeah. 
Dan, how do you see it? Well, I would also like to go with 2-1, but my head is telling me to go with one all <laughs> for reasons I've already stated. Because every game we play against Fulham finishes one apiece. It seems to be, yeah. <laughs> I think home advantage will be in our favour on Saturday. For a change hmm. against Fulham. Because it never yeah. seems to be, does it? Rob? I'm also going to go 2-1 home win. I yeah. think we've got goals in us, definitely. I, I'm Right off last week, forget about that. Um, I think we're going to score a lot more goals than we did last season. Fulham conceding a few goals on the road. I can't see us keeping that clean sheet though after Saturday, unfortunately. Right, 2-1. Who, who do you think will get the goals for us? I'd like to see Corner keep banging them in this season. Um, I'd like to see Franco probably get the other, get our strikers scoring goals, yeah. Yeah. Paul, what do you see it? Um, I want to avenge last year and batter him with 2-0 on the right end of the scoreline this time. Mm-hmm. Um, as for goal scorers, if that's the scoreline, I don't care who scored. Yeah. The beach ball can score for me. <laughs> the beach ball. Well, I, I'm, with, I'm going for a 2-0. I think, uh, although I am concerned that, that they are free scoring for them and, and you know, they might pop one in, but I'm going to go for a clean sheet. We need a clean sheet. And I, I think uh, 2-0 for me. With... A Maloney penalty and Franco Garen and other. Yeah, that's the way it's going to go. Anyway, uh, before we, we wrap everything up, have anybody seen the stuff about Andrew Thomas on the internet this week? No, no. Mm. As we know, he's ripping up the MLS, isn't he? He's ripping up the MLS. <laughs> I watched his debut. Yeah. It, pretty anonymous. His team won 2 or 3 0. Colorado, Colorado Rapids, they yes. played. Uh, Port, not Portland. Is it what they call? Yeah, Portland. Portland yeah, Portland it was Sanders, two, two yeah. or three 0 Well, both of them were the first of the table, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. were. Yeah, half decent game. Nothing special. Sat in front of the defence. Uh, kept possession well, yeah. but you know, steady seven out of ten. Nothing yeah. more than that for me. And the week after they played against LA Galaxy, and the big thing with it is is his number of passes that he's making and the number of completed passes. Um, the first week in that game against Portland Timbers, yeah. he made—I've not got the facts with me, but it was something like four hundred and something, of which only ten were misplaced passes. Yeah. Against LA Galaxy, he had no misplaced passes whatsoever. Well, you have a heat your heart, so I'm just thinking—is this the same Andrew Thomas <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was pinging the ball here, there, and everywhere when he was down here? I'd like yeah. to know if he got booked at any of those games. He did. Yeah. He did. In. I think he got beat in the one hour. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, he did. Anyway, right. So another enjoyable session. I've enjoyed myself. Mm. We all. Yeah. Yeah. So good night from me, and it's good night from us. <laughs> Thank you very much.